and welcome to Word Up, a series of podcasts hosted by Oxford University Press with Helen Prince and guests. So the start of these podcasts, we've been thinking about some etymology. And one of the words that's going to come up in this interview is the word audition. And the etymology behind the word audition in the noun form is it was first seen in the 1590s and meant the power of hearing. By the 1650s, it had become to mean act of hearing or a listening. And in the French audition, it meant hearing in a court of law. And then the meaning of a trial for a performer was first recorded in 1881. The verb form of audition was first used in 1935, much later, meaning to try out for a role or a performance part and might be aligned to the boom in the movie production, classic Hollywood cinema around that time. The root AU, the or, the beginning of that word, is from the Proto-Indo-European root family. And that means to perceive. And we see it in words such as audible, audience and audio. I'm honoured to welcome to our podcast this morning an incredible actor, comedy performer, writer, seen probably in Ricky Gervais' Afterlife. You've seen her on Netflix in that, Star Stories on Channel 4. You all will want to welcome with me Laura Patch. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello, Helen. We're so honoured that you're with us for this podcast. It's just a delight to have you with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's definitely a delight to be here. I was watching the other day, as you do in lockdown, Alison Steadman. And she was with Sandy Totsvig. And Sandy asked her how she got into drama. And she said, well, when she was 10, a teacher had told her, you could be good at this. And it made me think about you. And I thought, I wonder mm. what, what the trigger was for Laura. What was yes, well, very similar. Mrs. Pearson was my inspirational teacher. Um, yeah, and I remember we were doing Carol Churchill's Top Girls, which was probably quite advanced, actually. Mm. Then It was secondary school. I can't remember if it was the last year or the year before, but yes, she pulled me into her office and I thought, oh, what have I done? What have I done wrong now? <laughs> um, and she was like, you can do this. Like, she was really intense. She was a really tiny little woman. She was like, you can do this. The others, they are awful, but you, you, you can do it. You have talent. And I was like, wow, God, I do what? Like, I didn't even understand what it was she was really talking about. I was thinking, what do you mean? Just sort of standing around talking to what? That's a thing that I'm going to do. Like, it felt like quite an old concept. So I, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I was like, yeah, well, okay. I, she's very sweet, bit bonkers. At that point, you know, I hadn't really equated the fact that you have actors with, you know, dra- drama students. I just kind of thought it was a fun a fun way to pass the time and didn't give it a lot of thought and uh, yeah so there therein lies the uh, beginner's luck grace whatever that is whatever that creative curious thing is that sets you on your path that spark but mrs pearson mm. was at the beginning she was definitely at the beginning yeah awesome yeah. so do you remember doing do you remember doing drama at primary school was it mostly secondary school you remember yes i do remember doing drama at primary school and Even though I'm quite, I think people probably think I was an extrovert, but I'm, there's a part of me that's very shy. And actually, I took a bit of convincing. I think it was something that maybe other people 
thought you should do this yeah. <laughs> and put me sort of and I remember <laughs> I remember being the white hole in a play <laughs> in a oh god what's his name very um, auspicious it was yeah no it was and he's a brilliant writer he wrote um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy he, and oh, he did yes. it isn't um, it him and he wrote this play a primary school play Am I making this up? I could be completely making it up. No, but I know just... that I played something. I played the white hole and I had to stand there with a big hoop and a big sheet. It was a really incongruous costume and they made me sing and I, I couldn't. I was so nervous. I lost my voice completely. Like I, oh. I absolutely died inside. And I remember thinking, well, this is shocking. <laughs> so I think that was my first um, foray into the drama sphere. And I think I just obviously went, shh, just never speak of that again. Um, yes, apart from, bit, you know, I was Mary in the nativity. I remember that. Oh, you were the lucky one. We all wanted to be Mary and it was you. I know. And I couldn't have given two hoots about it. Like, So I feel like <laughs> it's something that kept coming back to me that was like, you should probably do this. Laura Patch this way. Um, just don't ask her to sing, probably. Yeah. Okay. So no singing on yeah. this podcast then? Yeah, no, I won't. Yeah. Okay. I have to remind <laughs> myself not to sing quite regularly. <laughs> I mean, I like singing. Do you like singing? I like love singing. It. It's just love it's not good for other people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it. Yeah. So your, your journey through... Do you remember your drama lessons? Did you take GCSE drama? Did you do it to A level? Was it was yeah. that the that was the key route then for you? Yeah. So I did because of Mrs. Pearson. Um, obviously, bit, many years had passed, and I'd got over the white hole. Um, uh, <laughs> Just <laughs> about. We're not still going to that story now. Yeah, it's a weird, obscure play, you know. Um, and I did GCSE drama and really loved it and I got the highest grade any anyone had ever got in my school for the GCSE and then when I took my A-levels I did really well in it again and that was you know I was like oh you know maybe I could go on and do this and I mean it was all I cared about was really was that but I, I wasn't thinking of it as a career plan it's really interesting I was thinking of I just loved it and I read plays and I you know we performed you know you perform monologues don't you, you write yeah. essays about them and yeah and the essay bit was really difficult for me because I'm dyslexic. So, you know, that was like a minefield. And I remember getting pulled in when I was doing my A-levels at Strode's College in Egham. And they were like, yeah, great. How are you here? Because, I mean, you've got a great vocabulary, but you can't spell or write essays and have no understanding of how you put something out there. Like I was just, it's just chaos. So you knew your vocabulary was really strong. And do you think that that's from learning lines is that from learning scripts or is that just from the sort of osmosis of drama and being other characters yeah I always loved reading Mm. weirdly enough I always really loved reading and learning and I think when you when you start learning about drama you realize that everything is political and everything things that have shaped the world have come through the stories that we've told and how important it is and so Mm. it it felt like a really serious pursuit to me (laughs) In in college, but it it wasn't in my head. I wasn't going to go off and be an actress. That sort of thought that was like ludicrous. But you wanted to work in that world. Yeah, I just wanted to keep reading the plays and doing the plays and stuff, which is which is nice looking back. And I think that's why I, you know, I read a lot and got inspired about other things because of drama. Yeah. Yeah. And have you got a favorite? Have you got a favorite role that you've played so far? It's hard to say because all jobs are so different and, and mm. roles are so different. You know, I'd be tempted to say I just I love being in an afterlife because I just love being in it and love being a part of it. You know, it's a, a small role that that I've got there. So I wouldn't know quite 
how to make that my favorite person, although I love yeah. being a part of the show. Yeah. But the the role that I play in Mystic, which went out last year to film it, we went to New Zealand. I say we because I took my family. And we're going back out in a few months to film the second and third series. And that's a really wonderful character because she's not like a sort of CBBC mum. She's a bit of a hot mess. You know, she's had loss. She's lost her husband. She's got a really incredibly intelligent, but very fiery and sometimes troublemaking daughter, you know, but she's got problems herself and she's not always perfect. And Mm. I like that. And I think they're the most interesting roles Mm. for women because you can be a, you know, a mother, a wife, a friend and and be a disaster and can sometimes get things right and sometimes get things wrong. You know, that's life. So it's nice to see that reflected in um, Amy and Beth, the writers have done, you know, I think a really wonderful job of bringing intelligent, strong and also interesting mum character to the screen that sort of cobweb isn't it of character traits that it's so fascinating to see what Mm. makes people tick and the the words they're using to describe bits of life do do the scripts engage you because of the way they speak or is it more to do with the actual role that you're looking at and their context I'm just wondering how how far does the language grab you yeah massively I think it's massively important and it you know, I suppose everybody has their own way of talking. You know, some people, you know, I suppose what grabs me about Amanda mm. is that, you know, she's a tiny bit, you know, like uh, humour is a defence mechanism. You know, there's all these little interesting ways in the way she talks that I can relate to. And a lot of women in my gen- generation would be like that. And, you know, that is how we kind of talk. So yeah. it's, yeah, so there, there's all, all things like that, I think, yeah. And you're, you're a mum. You've got three boys. Three boys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you think do you think this way of life and the, the world of drama and acting is a, something you'd love for them to pursue? I would want them to pursue whatever would make them happy, because that's just to me, you know, the, mm. the most important thing. There's a lot of skills that I think help you to be a good actor one of them is you know not taking rejection personally and having a sense of self-esteem that isn't tied to someone saying whether or not you're good enough to have a job or you know so I think that must be tough it's really tough it's really tough you have to really sort of talk to yourself about that is that a real kind of yeah I mean I think everyone's got their own way but I think if you can just let it go and walk away from things Mm. that you don't get and know Mm. that there's always things that are just totally beyond your control and once you you start to see what's going on behind the scenes sometimes you'll get a little glimpse behind the scene you're like oh right so you know sometimes it just might be because of it doesn't matter how good you are or do you or you're just not right for it or whatever but you kind of have to let those things go like it's not a superpower to keep kind of beating yourself over the head absolutely and And you know in a weird way there's kind of an analogy in schools in that you can go for you can go for job interviews and you really feel this isn't the place for me. This context doesn't Mm. fit. I don't quite fit here. Mm. And then other schools, you just totally feel at home. You think this this is a real place where I can see myself making a difference. It's almost something you can't articulate. There's just a vibe vibe sometimes. And also there could be just lots of other reasons, just lots of other things going on. You know, everything is in the eye or the hands of someone else. So you're, you're lovely boys. You've got two in your six. And then little one in year two? Three. Year three. Year three, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how has it been? 
Oh, no, had... here's year two. Here's year two. Hang on. Reception. <laughs> I always forget about reception. It blows my mind the fact they go reception, year one, year two. So here's year. I see dyslexia. And I'm worse with numbers. Like even sort of my heart rate's slightly even gone up then, but you mentioned seven. I was like, ah, numbers, six and seven. Ah. Um, yes. Sorry, where so, were we? Yeah. <laughs> Not that hard, really. What well, no, it is. It is hard. And then also you get other people who go, you're 11. What's that? Is that fifth year? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's like, but it was the fifth year, but now it's year 11. Okay, what's the sixth form then? <laughs> it's like, well, no, don't complicate it. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't like it. It's like when people talk is still saying, yes, he's 24 months old. It's like, ah, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stick with the years. <laughs> so you've got three lovely boys at home. What's it been like? What was 2020 like? And now, now lockdown Two, three, I've lost count. Yes, yes. Lockdown three. Is it it is lockdown three, isn't it? Yeah. Well, 2020 was sort of a mixed bag for us because we spent half of it in New Zealand, which was really nice yes. to be there because it, uh, it was lovely and summery and non-COVID-y. Yeah. And and then we came back for the summer, so we had another lovely summer. And then it obviously there was a you know had them at home for a bit then and at that point people were sort of like oh don't worry about the homeschooling it's all nobody knows what we're doing we're just all going to be calm and drink and <laughs> yeah. re- read books and just have a nice time yeah and it was you know so but this time there's definitely been a bit more like we're organized now there's a zoom call at 9 a.m and then there's another one at, at 9 40 then another one at this time then another one at and then there's this and there's that so it's been you know the teachers have been really on it my my boys are living their best life because they're on screen 24-7, you know, so they're on screen all day for, till 3.30, which they think yeah. is great. Yeah. And then they go on screen to play games and talk to their friends. So you're just like, oh, my God. And they're like, my eyes are hurting. And you're like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so they're okay. My 11-year-olds are okay. My six-year-old, it's a different matter because he is – He's young for his year anyway, and I I think it's widely known that even children that age, they learn interactively. Massively. And so it's really hard for him. He doesn't want people seeing him on the Zoom. He doesn't Mm. want to, he doesn't get excited by that. He's not like, Mm. oh yeah, my friends, you know, because they're all like that. If anything, I I wonder if it hurts him. Do you know what I mean? To see his class and his friend, I wonder what his what his feelings are inside because yeah. they can't articulate that. Yeah, well, we could, yeah, adults aren't very good at articulating their feelings, let alone a six year old yeah. who's suddenly been told, "Look, this is it. It's your classroom now." Zoom. So he do- doesn't enjoy the Zoom things, and it's you know it's like pulling teeth <laughs> the whole oh. thing you don't like it it's really hard and you don't want to be and he needs you and he needs me yeah. so you know you sit there you sit there the whole time and I, I remember those first few weeks you're just sort of sweating you know your eyeballs are sweating because it's so stressful like a cup of tea you'd make it at kind of eight o'clock and it would still be there at three thirty because you know the links they're not getting on the links the internet going oh. we didn't have the right devices we all had kindles now you can't do microsoft team on kindle oh, oh no, no. buy ipads everybody but yeah just after christmas that's just what you need i know we're really lucky to be able to put those you know get three ipads on a credit card but it's still now we're in thousands of pounds worth of debt yeah. <laughs> yeah. before thanks pandemic you know you'll do anything for your children right you'll do anything for their education is like the most important thing mm-hmm. to me it's really important and to my husband as well so I'll do the 
Englishy, you know, stuff and the Zoom calls and sit there and do all that and stop him pressing the leave button 20 times. And my husband does the maths. I mean, there was one week we just couldn't get on all week. We just couldn't get on the internet all week. It kept kicking us off and you're just saying, okay. Well, exactly. It's demoralising. It demoralises you. You think something really weird happens. And I don't know if it's attached to your ego or if it's a good thing or a bad thing. All I know is it's not just me. It's all the other parents. If you think you are doing a bad job... Mm. That is the worst thing as a parent. <laughs> like that's and homeschooling, nothing like homeschooling to make you feel like you are an abject failure as a parent because you can't supply the right level of internet or whatever it is, you know, because yeah. you live in the com- middle of the countryside. It's definitely part of the part of the deal of parenting, isn't it? Is that beat yourself yeah. over the head because I'm not doing yeah. it as well as I should be. That's it. Tell, tell me about your WhatsApp group. You've got a support sort of WhatsApp group, haven't so, you? So yes, we have. We've all. I mean, like I, I think most parents would be on a on a class WhatsApp group, and so they were doing the Fire of London, and we're all like losing the will to live on these sheets, you know, because <laughs> they have to read it themselves, and you're like, you know, helping them, you know, read it, and then like, my six year old he gets bored when he can't read a word, so he'll just insert another word like pigeon. Well, that doesn't say pigeon, does it? That says you know, book. Why is that? Do you know what He'll just make yeah. it up if yeah. he can't. Like, well, that, you know, that's finding his well, way through. That's true. So he's, so we're having to test them on, you know, what they've remembered from the story. So the story is Mr. Peeps puts in three things into the hole to set that he's dug to save them from the great fire of London. Mm. <laughs> and one of the parents said that one of their children had, uh, this is what, you know, we had to say, what else did Mr. Peeps put in the hole? You know, can you remember what he put in the hole? And one of, so he put in cheese and wine and what else? What else did he put in the hole? And this child apparently went, his wife, his wife. Did he? <laughs> and that we love. Was she a very little it, wife? Like, Tiny wife. <laughs> it was like, so lockdown's going well in your family. <laughs> Where's your mum? In the Mom's hole with in the, the hole wine with the and the wine. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And she's going to run out and we'll need more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just like, I, yeah, I just thought that was great. Brilliant. That really made us laugh. Yeah. It's, you can sort of almost hear the lockdown school issues going on over the UK, can't you? You, you know, there's yeah. a kind of a vibration of tense yeah. families. And the younger your children, I think the greater that yeah. vibration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because even like, re- yeah, reading with them, or it's just so hard, like getting them to learn to read is, it's, it's, it's so painful because you're just like, you know, ka-a-ta, Pigeon? No, obviously not. Where on this page is a pigeon? There's no pigeon. There's and at that point, at that point, you go out for a nature walk, and we were just saying, "Well, we're just going to go and find flowers," which, of course, was all right the first time. It's a bit wet, yes. and, wet and stormy now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never mind. It, it yeah. will all come good. It is all. Gonna, yes. it's all going to come good. It's all going to come back, isn't we'll, it? Yeah. We'll, we'll fix it. They'll come back to school, and we'll fix it. We're, we're good yeah. at that. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. So I have to ask you, because I know you did tell me brief, briefly before that you've been doing a Zoom Zoom auditions. What on earth is that like to audition on Zoom? H- horrible. Presumably I think your kitchen or your yeah, yeah. study. And I don't know what, because it's different. As actors, we're used to putting ourselves on tape mm. and you've got the equipment for that and you don't like a tape, you don't send it. You know, you're just yeah. going to send off your best one, your best couple of ones or whatever. But this is different because 
maybe there'll be 17 people and then they don't show their faces. So there's just 17 and then someone accidentally presses it and they're just like pulling up, you know, just pulling up their pants or something or just going to get a cup of tea. And you're like, what? Yeah. Do you mind? I'm, I'm acting here. I'm performing. Listen. To yeah. <laughs> it's weird. You know, you wouldn't do that in a room if you were in a room. So it, it's just something horrible. Like I, I couldn't work out why actors were like, oh no, I just had the Zoom audition. I want to kill myself. And I couldn't work out why it was so bad. And now I can 100% get it. Like I died inside, like halfway through. I just thought, no. It was a white, it's like the white hole all oh. over again. Oh, she's back in the white hole. <laughs> I was back in the white hole. It was awful. It was really bad. Oh, I don't wow. want to do any more. <laughs> get these vaccines out quick for for your profession. So there's no exactly. auditions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of one of my big passions uh, around vocabulary is, is drama and to really get kids you know, viscerally becoming other characters, because in that way, vocabulary is almost by osmosis, something that they are Definitely. using and, mm. and refining. And, you know, in, in terms of trying to create character or trying to code switch and, and using a different kind of register or language, mm. it's really, it's really helpful. I just wondered what your take was on the role of drama and but that's something you, you look at with your kids particularly. For me personally, they took some inspiring, you know, they took a bit of work inspiring to to read. And I mm. remember like the advice at the time was whatever, it doesn't matter what they're reading, just get them reading. And so it was, you know, for the twins, it was might have started off to be like Spider-Man comics. And then it was, mm. you know, whatever. They, then it was that uh, Mr. Underpants, Captain Underpants or whatever, oh, you yes. know, and, and the yeah. Beano and things like that. Yeah. But everyone is different with their literary tastes and, and children are the same. And so I tried all the same books on my youngest and he was just not having any of it. He was just like, this is crazy. Toilets don't speak. This is wrong. I really like science fiction and my husband can't stand it. And we've just read Danny Champion of the World, which oh, is love that yeah, story. Just, yes, very sweet. I mean, it's just something very, very sweet about it. And yeah. it's it's a lovely, safe story. Like you just yeah. know everything's going to be all right. And that for my youngest is quite necessary at the moment to present him with some world where it's like, this, these are the parameters of the world, but in here we will be safe. Like yeah. nothing, there's no weird thing that's going to come and get you. And I think that's what he didn't like about, you know, sci-fi. Really? And that world is the ambiguity about it. Yeah. And the, you know, the sort of like, you'd be like, oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And it feels safer in that role doll world and you know that this person and that you know what a child needs is a sparky parent you know and it, you can really see him like wake up when you use inflection on certain words you know you can see him get invested in the story because of the evocativeness of some of yeah. the words that are used it's a simple yeah. story with amazing language in it for children I think and I bet you're amazing at just bringing all of that to life when you read well, you know, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> we could Zoom audition that. See? I yeah, think exactly. That would work. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. That. yeah. Well, actually, interesting. I did look at podcasts for stories and I didn't, I don't know if you can recommend any or any of uh, the listeners could recommend any, but there's a there's some quite interesting people reading children's stories. On, I'd love to know what they would be, like if there's any good. It's a good question. It's a good question and I don't know an answer currently. No, neither do I. But, um, but maybe you should do it, Laura. Yes, maybe I should do it. True. Yeah. That's why I just do it. Yeah. So that would yeah. be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's let's have an and finally, which is that 
we're all quite uh, fixed on the TV right now, I think, because mm. there's not much else happening. Uh, so I wondered if you have any Netflix recommendations or good TV out there. What would you recommend for us in the next few weeks, months? Does it have to be along any particular lines or just anything I don't that think I've been so. watching? We've just finished The Queen's Gambit, which was brilliant. Oh, I love The Queen's Gambit. Yes, love The Queen's Gambit. Where do we Gambit. go now? I am loving, I mean, I'm almost obsessed with it, Vikings. You've probably, I feel like everyone's seen okay. it, Vikings. No, I have haven't. Have you seen Vikings? No, I haven't. I'm it's, writing that you, down. It's really good. And do you know what? There's seven seasons to watch, which Ooh. is just such a treat. I know. You're like, I've looked out. Look at all of this, like a gold mine. <laughs> Can my of, kids watch it or is it a bit how too... How old are your kids? It's, I think it's a 15. Okay. Um, and no, I, I might be a bit little. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's just a bit too racy for kids, I think. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit above the pay grade of most uh, 11-year-olds. Everything can change, though, can't it? So quickly and what you feel is right for them. Like a couple of years ago, like Stranger Things would have been like, no, boys now, they're they're all about strange things. It's totally fine for them to watch it because it's a boy's literally their own age. But yeah, Vikings is amazing. And what I love about it is that it's a historical context. So we know that this happened, even if it didn't exactly happen in this timeline. But... Uh, the female characters are just amazing, like absolutely amazing. Okay. Well, my daughter's 16. Maybe we oh, can watch it. I think yeah. you'll love it. You and your daughter will love watching it together. Yeah. And also the fight scenes. I, normally a fight scene would be like, oh, here comes a war scene where they're all you know, fighting swords. I'll forward wind it. But this is like, it's like a sort of dance or something. Like it's so cleverly done. Oh, yes, yeah, good. I, it every good. bit of it I enjoy. Mm, the acting's cool. incredible. The writing's yeah, really, really Right. Well, I've great. got that. I've got that. I'm going to go and find find that. And last, last question which is a bit of an indulgent question, but I've got a, a year 12 drama student, my 16 year old. What advice would you give her? Cause she's, she's thinking about maybe drama, maybe acting. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give her? I, w- I would say at this point in time, it's quite hard to give people advice on, on, on acting because it's <laughs> don't not, do Zoom know, auditions. <laughs> well, don't, yeah. But I would say to prepare yourself for whatever, you know, wherever you would end up on that journey, you know, read, read things and read plays and read scripts and, and, and watch films, watch actors you love, try and work out why you love them. You just be curious and engaged in, in the art of it, because it is a rarefied art form, you know, theatre, especially, you know, it's, there's nothing else exists like, theatre in the world and whereas you know tv and film it's there's so much sort of smoke and mirrors but but there's such a process going on everywhere and I think that's what's so interesting about it and yeah so what you can do now is you can read lots of plays and you can there's you know there's so many brilliant exciting things and opportunities for young writers and young actors that you know they'll all be happening they will all be coming back but if you're prepared and you're just and you've spent the last few months just being curious and interested and going along then that's you won't have lost anything yeah brilliant Mm. okay great advice I shall go and tell her now thank you Laura it's been an absolute joy total pleasure to talk to you thank you so much for joining us oh thank you
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Word Up podcast from Oxford Education. To receive bonus material relevant to the discussion, please visit www.oup.com slash education slash podcasts.